Welcome to The Screener's first ever bonus episode, E3 2013, where the discussion focuses on the mega showdown between the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Let's go. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is The Screener's podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us. We just want to take a few minutes and chat about E3. There is so much um, content, so much news coming out of E3 that we thought we'd want to chat a little bit more in depth about it. Uh, at least Chad and I do. Yep. <laughs> Josh, Josh and Melody, not so much. Um, but we wanted to just talk about what's coming out over the next couple of uh, months and over the next year and uh, what's going on in the video game world. So. Chad, I got a question for you. Were you surprised by what the two main companies who were coming out with new consoles this year did at all? I mean, were you surprised with what Sony did or what Microsoft did? Anything kind of uh, catch you off guard? <laughs> well, a little bit of, of my gaming history and yours as well is, yeah. I, you know, I have I've played games all the way back from, I'll give away my age here, you know, all the way back from like the original Atari, like with Moonraker and Pitfall, way nice. before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was, um, I wasn't quite around then. Right, right. And then uh, this last generation, I had I had the original Xbox and then I had the 360 and a PlayStation. Um, but I found myself always playing my 360 and mm -hmm. using the PlayStation for Blu-rays. So going into this, I was kind of automatically just based on playing more 360, I was more interested in what Microsoft was going to do. Sure. I watched both conferences live streaming. Wow, you and watched it, both live. I did, yeah. I wow, did. hardcore. All I've right, never okay. done that before. No, I've never done the, the whole live thing, but I did. My wife got mad at me. She's like, why are you watching a video <laughs> game conference? Watch a movie See, with me. <laughs> I missed I missed Microsoft's because theirs was going on while WWDC was going on. So I was actually watching WWDC. So yeah. I, I had to watch that one later. But. That's true because you are, yeah. you are a hardcore fanboy for yeah. Apple. So I am. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, I definitely – I made my choice and went with the, the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> anyway – I was surprised by a few things. I don't know how we want to jump into this if we want to talk about like the conferences, the games, yeah, uh, I think, you know, some of the big news, of course, which the elephant in the room is the, right. so, you know, Sony literally throwing haymakers at, uh, <laughs> at Microsoft at the end of their press conference. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Where you want to where well, you I want to start? Let, let's talk about the big the big news themselves. The big news itself is obviously the consoles. Mm -hmm. So when we compare the two consoles, let's go there first, and then we talk about maybe the exclusives or the reason why you'd want to have one over the other yep. via the games, and then let's just talk about overall like impressions. I think that'd probably be a best kind of route. All right, so let's just talk briefly about uh, the one that we knew about first. They never actually showed it, but the PlayStation 4, they announced that uh, several months back, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't show us the console itself, which was strange it was um but so we, we knew kind of you know it was going to be a very powerful machine it was going to have a lot of computing uh behind it and it was going to be something that was a next obviously next gen eight gigabytes of, uh, of of ram and they've got the new processors in them all the new great awesome stuff so we knew that was that was coming uh and then xbox one do it did a little press conference pre e3 and then they came out first and showed off the Xbox One in detail yep. at E3. So, what was your overall impression of the Xbox press conference that they that they held there? I don't even know if you can call that a press conference. I don't. That, that's more like a Broadway show that they put on. Yeah, it was crazy. Is, uh, well, awesome stuff. As com as compared to past E3s, where yeah. Xbox or Microsoft, I should say, has tried to cram 
a lot of their stuff in it and a lot of just crazy, you know, let's have 16 bands come out and play and just, I mean, all kinds of insanity. Right. What I loved about this year was they did literally did nothing except talk about games, like from the start to the finish. I mean, they had a little bit of, of kind of functionality stuff, but... I think what was unique about this year is that obviously both uh, PlayStation and Microsoft had pre-events right. where they announced, you know, the the consoles and what I liked about uh, Microsoft in general was they got all the stuff that the hardcore gamers wouldn't care about at E3 essentially out of the way so they could focus yeah. on the games. So from my perspective, at the end of their conference, I was ready to buy that system immediately did you I, I no i haven't pre-ordered yet oh, okay all right i was curious if you had <laughs> I haven't pre-ordered. pre-ordered yet okay. but my whole deal was there were and and i can contrast this to sony's there were like six or seven games that after their demo i was like i want i need to play that right, right. now like right, right this second and specifically, what I liked about Sony, or excuse me, Microsoft as opposed to Sony's press conference was with Sony's press conference, they had first of all, I, don't, I didn't think they had like any big surprise stuff. Like yeah. a lot of the games that they talked about, we all kind of already knew that they were coming, or, or we had seen some stuff on. But Microsoft really, with the exception of one or two games, showed a lot of extended gameplay footage, right? Which looks spectacular. Whereas Sony, I felt like you know, like the game. Mad well, Max and things like that. They they just showed like cinematic trailers, which it's hard for me to get excited about a cinematic trailer. Well, now the PlayStation did do a, an extended uh, Destiny. Uh, they did, preview, and that was they did. That, was, that was, was awesome. It was it was so. But so let's uh, talking about Microsoft in in particular. Here are some of my highlights for sure. Yeah, go for uh, it. Sunset Overdrive. I thought looked amazing. I I now that really? was yeah because that I'm a big Ratchet and Clank fan and so i played that on the ps3 and i loved those games and so seeing that aesthetic made me and knowing how they build their their games in the past makes me think that it's i'm gonna really love that game right um i enjoyed rise i thought that looks interesting the graphics look spectacular i know they showed a lot of like quick time event stuff that that was gonna be my big thing is it looks amazing rise looks awesome like them coming off of the roman ship and like going into like the beachhead or whatever Mm -hmm. but i mean it looked like it was just a bunch of quick time you hit the x at the right time hit y at the right time it definitely does and if it if it stays that if it is that for the whole game then i don't i won't like it well these just real quick, Rise is, is from Crytek, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it just it seems a little it seems like a huge departure away from what I would normally expect from them, which is like you know the you know the the crisis futuristic uh, first person shooter futuristic stuff. It looks awesome, it but does it does awesome. it's a completely different you know it's a third person action that uh, what is it called phalanx or whatever when you use the uh, you know you group up with your right. your friend your your, uh, your compatriots and and use the shields to to block sure. arrows. That's cool. That's all good stuff. Yeah. It just it just seems a little quick timey timed uh, I agree and it, and if it, if it's a lot of that then the gameplay yeah. will definitely be redundant and get old but I I think I think that they realize that that's a problem too sure. it just it looked gorgeous it did and I and I <laughs> no want to play a game in that uh in that milieu I mean it just looks it looks right. really cool but okay. I mean opening the ga- opening the conference with Metal Gear Solid yeah, and showing the open world and yep. that, and I have historically not necessarily been the biggest fan of of Metal Gear. I think you a, you probably like that a lot more. I bought a PS3 specifically so I could play Metal Gear Solid Four. Wow. So I mean, what? I, did, so then, what did you think about that 
that I mean, open. It looks awesome. It just it it it's very Japanese. You know what I mean. Every sure. time I, I I watch the the, the the trailer for these games, I always think, man, this is so Japanese. But I it's one of the only. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of like JRPGs or right. anything else, but specifically Metal Gear Solid. I love the quirkiness and uh, craziness. So I'm excited for it to be an open world, and it looked gorgeous. It looked great. And, 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 apparently, the creator uh, Hideo Kojima said he uh, that this is. The build that we're looking at right now is still very early on, and it's going to look even better. Oh wow! Release. So, I mean, I'm excited. It's it's going to be it's going to be great. Yeah, and I thought I thought it was interesting that Microsoft essentially opened the uh, opened the conference with a big you know middle finger <laughs> to Sony by right. by yeah. starting with that game. Although yep. Sony had the last laugh as far as that is concerned. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, but but I was super excited about that game. Uh, another game that I hadn't read a lot about, but I think looks interesting, was Quantum Break. I thought that looks pretty cool. Now, I, what do you think about the the, the tie-in with this? There's like a television show tie-in with that. What do you think about that? You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm one, <laughs> you know, I think there's my answer. It sounds so weird because apparently the, the, the show is on the disc and as you play, you make choices that then after you're finished playing that level or that episode, however they're going to split up the actual video game, mm-hmm. you watch the show and the show has been affected by your game. I mean, that sounds cool. It does. It, I, just, I mean, it may be terrible, but it sounds cool. I mean, <laughs> it does sound like a good idea, and, right? And we're going to talk about this. You and I will talk about this a little more as we get later. But one of the yeah. main things that that makes me lean towards Microsoft over Sony is that I firmly believe that they are interested in innovating. I think they are interested in new technologies and new yeah. experiences related to the media center of your home, whereas Sony is not. So that's going to anger, obviously, hardcore gamers that just want amazing games. So things like that to me, although I may try it and never use it, I like the fact that there are people yeah. out there that are thinking like that and saying, hey, what new stuff can we try? But not not, not necessarily Microsoft. That's just kind of that developer, um, whoever Whoever that yeah, is. But so yeah, but leveraging, yeah, but yeah, Microsoft, but leveraging the power of the always connected controversy um, yeah. is is, is kind of what helps make a lot of those things happen. I mean, for example, you had the, you know, the Forza thing, yeah. which I'm not a big racing sim guy. I'm huge. I love. Oh, well, Forza. there, there you go. But but the one thing about that, see, normally in a conference when they start talking about racing games, I'm just I totally zone out. But when they started talking about the the drive avatar. That sounds really interesting. You know, it sounds, sounds, that sounds like, like a, Real Racing Three, though. <clears throat> what do you mean? You know, Real Racing Three on iOS. That is what they did. Like you, you race for a little while, and then your friend—they call it asymmetric uh, multiplayer, right? Mm-hmm. So you play, and then it learns how you play, and then the, your your friends are racing, quote unquote, against you, or at least a computer simulation of your behavior. That that already exists, and I have, I'm surprised I haven't heard people talking about the fact that that's yeah, but maybe it's racing not, three before. Well, maybe it's not as good. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure that Forza Five is going to be awesome and much superior in the way that you know that they they actually simulate you know your your real actions. But right at the same time, this isn't anything new, and a lot of, I heard a lot of people freaking out about it, and I was just like, well, that. I mean, I I get it. I understand why that's kind of exciting, but at the same time. It's it's uh, it's a little strange for me to be getting like notifications on my phone that my you know uh, my computer self 
as uh, just one race. Congratulations, my friends. You know what I mean? Isn't that going to be a little a little weird? I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. It'll be interesting to see how that works. It's the future. We'll find out. We're in the future. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then a couple more, and then we can we can move on to Sony. Um, so I yeah. I love fighting games. Uh, now that whereas I'm not really? a big racing person, I love fighting games. So when I was and again, this goes back to show my age. You know, it was a big deal for us to go down to the arcade and line up behind, you know, 15 people with a handful of quarters and get next and just play, you know, game after game after game after game after game. Sure. And so when they when they talked about Killer Instinct for me, I was like, I, that may be the first fighting game that I buy on a 360 in a, in a long time because it just looks like so much fun. But then I start thinking you about mean Xbox One or do you? I'm mean sorry. Like- Xbox One, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but my problem is that I don't, I've got to find some more friends that like to play these games. Otherwise, it just, you've got to get back in that circle and then my wife will right. definitely leave me because my, I won't have enough time to do it all. But, but <laughs> right. I thought it looked really good. I thought it was cool. And I think that there's a large community of gamers out there that, that will embrace that. Now, let me ask you, yeah. do you, did that interest you at all? Killer Instinct? Yeah. No, because I, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've never enjoyed Killer Instinct because back in the day, <clears throat> uh, I was a Mortal Kombat fan in sure. fifth grade. I had a Mortal Kombat like club, and Killer Instinct came out around that time, and it was almost kind of like a competitor. Like It, it always felt like, to me, a cheap knockoff, yeah. um, and Rare did it at the time, and it was kind of this like a little bit more, I don't say mo-cappy, but very... Um, I don't know. It just it never appealed to me. It seemed a little too cartoonish. And you needed too more uh, fatalities. Yeah, I wanted more blood and guts and all that kind of stuff. And so, Mortal sure. Kombat's always been my jam. That is that's yep. probably my favorite yeah. fighting game. We played time, so. we played the original Mortal Kombat in a local Pizza Hut here. I, I, it was ridiculous. A, we did it at our skate rink. We'd go to skate skate night every Friday night, and uh, me and five of my friends would literally we my, my parents would think we're going skating. No, no, <laughs> we, we didn't Mortal go Kombat. skating. We'd play Mortal Kombat for hours. <laughs> Love it. It was awesome. Love it. Love it. Well, let me ask you this. Did you play either of the first two Dead Rising games? I did. um, I think, I believe I bought, I'm looking over here at my shelf of video games. The original? um, The original. uh, I played through most of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dead Rising 2 uh, didn't appeal to me. There was something, I can't remember what it was about Dead Rising 2. I think I played a a demo of it and it just seemed a little bit, I don't know, not, not enough different Right. Um, from the first one. so Well, this one, 3, definitely yeah. looks like it's going to be a little bit more serious, I guess, than the first two, although I, it could be wrong. But, I, yeah, it, it, it still looks very com, uh, what is it, Capcom-E, you know, very Japanese quirky. Yeah. Sure. You know I mean? Yeah. Sure. But it, it could be interesting. There's a lot of, I mean, But there's, there's a big fan one. base out there for, sure. for Dead Rising. They love it, but and it, that's another exclusive, you know, for Xbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there, apparently that is another another check mark on the xbox one side of things they're using what has become now a phrase they're just throwing out all the time is that the the cloud it's it's all on the cloud and apparently like a lot of the computing power yeah because your xbox one is always connected to the internet has to be um when you log in to play dead rising 3 not all the computing is being done by your box it's something right. that's being done off site someplace and so you can get more right. zombies on the screen you can you know do some interactions that maybe you wouldn't be able to to do if you weren't connected to uh, cloud based computing right. so that's kind of interesting i think that's an interesting it is factor. interesting and you know a lot of people have specifically in the argument of the playstation is more powerful yeah. uh, different kind of uh, optimizing different kind of ram better graphics chip yep. and to that I have two responses and and let me say this out front there's a very real possibility 
that I will have both of these systems at <laughs> at some <laughs> Come point. On. At yeah, some yeah. point, of course. Okay, so I'm I really don't. I'm I'm trying to do my best to be as objective as I can here because I, right. at the end of the day, I don't care. You know, I just want to have a good experience. I'm not like one of those guys that's like going to fight for this side is better than the other or whatever. I, right. Nothing would make me happier than if they were both amazing. But I've heard the argument that the PlayStation is a lot more powerful. Number one, it's not a lot more powerful. These specs are are very comparable. But I would say let's just look back at, at recent history. Okay, the PlayStation Three came out almost a year later than the 360 and was unquestionably more powerful. But when you stacked up the gaming experiences side by side that the 360 and the PlayStation 3 had on the same games, oftentimes the play experience was better on the 360, smoother frame rate for whatever reason. And there were a few games where it really showcased the the prowess of the PS3, but that really didn't happen almost until the end of the life cycle of of the console. I know, but I think the PlayStation 3 was notoriously hard to develop for. In fact, they made it that way, and it was a big issue because it was so powerful and so kind of out there. And so because the Xbox 360 had been around, all the games were kind of ported there, made there, because that was the lowest common denominator. And they wanted, obviously, if you're going to sell your game, if you're making a shooter, you want to make sure it's on, it plays on the 360 and on the, the PS3. And so you're going to make it to the, P, the, the, the Xbox 360 first, and then that way even the more powerful PS3 would be able to, you know, they'd be comparable experiences. Sure, but I, and so that, but but what I'm saying also is is what they've done with the PS4 apparently, and this is what a lot of devs have been talking about. The PS4 is a lot easier to develop for. Um, it is much more, and they've talked a lot about, and we get into that into their. Um, uh, their press conference about reaching out more to indie developers and making that something that becomes a staple in the in the Sony uh, ecosystem sure. and and it's it's been interesting for me because I, I own a Vita and they talked a, a little bit about Vita uh, over the PS uh, over uh, E3 and Vita has a lot of really great independent small games that are great for that system and I feel like they're going to try and do the exact same thing uh, with the PS4 bringing you know new thought new ideas new you know gameplay mechanics from indie developers and make it easy for them to publish uh, on, sure. the, on the PlayStation well, Network. We'll talk about Vita, but I, 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 for sure. But I want to let's come back to this to this yeah, other yeah. thing about power versus power just for a second because power. what I, my my main point was that I don't think that the difference in power on these systems is going to actually produce a definitive difference in the experience at the end of the day. Okay. Let me ask ask you this. Well, hold on before you do that. So let me ask you this. Sure. Go ahead. When you looked at the conferences, right? Yes. Were there any moments that from just a purely graphical standpoint in the Sony demonstration that you just dropped your jaw and said, oh my gosh, that looks amazing. For me, there wasn't. But well, I, I'll, and I'll be, for Xbox One, I had a, like three of those. And again, this is all going to come on both consoles, but I felt like they did a better job of showcasing. Like Battlefield 4 looks unbelievably great. Um, and uh, when they showed that off, that I was just, great. Like, Destiny looks amazing. No, no, no. Them talking about this again, this asymmetrical multiplayer. I, this is going to be this is like the, the talk of the town. This is what every game is going to have um, is this idea that you can have a single player experience but whenever you want to meet up with your friends, you can, and it's going to be seamless without you having to go back to a menu and then go to like a different 
you know, segment of gaming for multiplayer. Yeah, sure. Like a, what is it called? I'm looking for the name of it. It's the uh, Tom Clancy, the Division. Um, did you see the Division I at did. all? Yeah. Man, that looks awesome. Um, where you're like, you know, you're having a, a, a firefight and you call a friend who is sitting uh, on a, you know, bus someplace with their iPad and they can flip it open and see sure. what you're doing and interact via a drone and tell you where the bad guys are. And I mean, that's just, that's some cool stuff. Sure. Um, and I felt like, for me, I felt like uh, PlayStation did a better job of showing the next genness of their system off than um, than Xbox did. Well, see, uh, and, and then I would just my response to that would just be I think that Xbox had already done that in their original announcement of the console, and okay. did, and really did nothing except talk about just the games. Right. And so, <clears throat> although there's certainly some game experience, because all the things that you're talking about there are also features that they've talked about on the Xbox. You know, being able to, you know, be playing a game while your friends are, you know, in different places and, and gathering and giving oh, you that, in-game and again, assistance and all that and stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like, those games will be on both consoles. I'm sure. just saying that I felt like PlayStation 4 did a better job of highlighting that than Xbox. Sure. That's all I'm saying. Sure. I, I, okay. Both of those both of those experiences will be available on both consoles. Right. For so, me, for me the highlight of the PlayStation thing honestly was the indie game stuff. Yeah. Like I when they rolled out just all the developers after developers in the different games, I yeah. I got really excited about that. But but I will say this from a getting excited about playing their games, I yeah. I just I don't, I don't know why. I don't know if I have just shooter fatigue or whatever, but it's like almost all of almost all of their experiences on the PlayStation that got me super excited, except for Final Fantasy, um, which Final Fantasy looks good, but it didn't, the graphics didn't look super well, no, good hang, to me. Hang on just a second. You said you you had shooter fatigue. Now, what what was it on Xbox that was so different that they showed off? that said, oh, this isn't shooter fatigue for me on Xbox versus well, PlayStation. Well, Sunset Overdrive is certainly a shooter, but the mechanics of how those games typically work, like Ratchet & Clank, are just a more fun, quirky, it's not serious, it's goofy, it's got a sense of humor. So that experience to me, I think, will be different. Rise okay. is obviously sword and sandal, so that's different. Excuse yeah, but me, not ki- really. I mean, I, that okay, looks- it's a sword, it's a gun, I know, but it's yeah. a different, for me, it's a different experience. I don't play those games overall, shooter games, in general, unless it's unless I'm playing multiplayer, I don't necessarily play them just because I like to shoot stuff. I like the experience, I like the campaign, I like the story. So I think it has you right. know a game like Rise has the potential to affect me in a better way. You know, like playing for the story and the experience. You know, I don't know. I think Killzone Shadowfall looks pretty fantastic. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've never been a Killzone fan anyway. So I, I'm I'm excited about what what I think they're going to do there. I just like that universe. I want to play around with it. But again, that is like you said, it, it is definitely shooter fatigue. It is it is a another uh, first person shooter. Yeah. Well, okay. To, so to, to continue to continue shooter fatigue. So let's let's finish yeah. the the last game for me for for Xbox, and then we'll jump full steam into Sony. Sure. Titanfall melted my face off. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you so you say yeah, but. It was yeah. everything that I have wanted in a shooter since I'm I'm over Call of Duty. Like I love Call of Duty. I love playing with my friends, you know, online to do right. that. But at some point, at this point, especially when you play year after year after year of new iteration, I hit a wall, and it's kind of like okay, it's just a it's prettier skin, but I'm you know I'm over it. That looked to me like I want. I cannot wait to play that with my friends. That is going to be so awesome. Whereas 
Yeah, Destiny I, I, on PlayStation to me looked like just an, a very beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Now it looked really beautiful, but it looked like just another you know Halo like kind of shooter. Well, I feel like that Titanfall is very much just a um, run and gun. Like you're gonna get in there, you're gonna blow some, and, and with you're gonna mechs. Yeah, with mechs, and it, it's gonna be a, a big amazing uh battle arena yeah. for you know whatever correct but now destiny is a very different pacing destiny is like a, a game like it, it is a, sure. a full-on you're going to have a, a you know a, a single player experience there's going to be a storyline there and then also there's going to be the the opportunity or the ability to jump into these multiplayer like experiences where everybody's going up against one single thing or your sure. your clan is going against another clan uh and so that's 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 I agree. Cool, but it's just a different pace, it, I, and, and sure. I feel like Destiny. They're talking about it being a ten-year game. Of course, where, they are. You know, where it's <laughs> more money, but, more money. Well, but I'm, but the cool thing is, is that you know they're not for right from what they're showing. It seems as though that that could definitely be it, where they maybe open up different sections of that world, and you're able to to move on, and and you know almost build a, a pla- Destiny as a platform sure. rather than just one singular game. And I, sure. I think that's a cool idea. I no love, one else is really doing that. I agree, and I love the idea. The problem that I have is that Bungie historically has not done a great job at creating compelling stories. Uh, Halo, I love Halo, right? But I don't play Halo for the story. I don't know anybody that plays Halo for the story. <laughs> right. But they have an amazing multiplayer experience. So from my perspective is yeah. I think that those guys are probably going to create another really unique, super cool experience. multiplayer experience. Right. And, and that's okay. And that's great. But let's see, well, so let, let's I have just a hard time the... getting excited about that because the mechanics of what I've seen so far still look very comparable to things that I've already played. Whereas Titanfall to me at least has new elements that seem like they would be fun. And what, I don't know. I mean, until we get what, our hands what, on it, we don't know. What, what are the new elements in Titanfall? No, just the way that it interacts with the, you know, the whole, you know, jumping into the mech, shooting out and landing on another mech and jacking and all that stuff. It's not that it's, it's not that it's not been done before it just hasn't yeah. been done seamlessly in a beautiful smooth package at 60 frames a second and so you know i, I have a lot of friends that love those kinds of games and they were in agreement that just looking at it it just looked like that is this that is a game that's going to give me 200 or 300 hours of online entertainment you know with my See, friends for with, with for my experience I, I find i would find that i would play titanfall for like maybe an hour or two at a time and be done with it. But Destiny, I feel like I will I will play for hours upon hours upon hours and continue maybe. on. And there's this – it's almost that MMORPG but with a shooter kind of a feel to it where the world continues and I can meet up with my friends. And I just feel like you – because, you know, you, me, and, and Josh have played through all of the Halo games together. Sure. Yeah. Over the last, and I just feel like Bungie does a great job – like you said, the story necessarily, like the overarching story is not all that interesting, but the momentary, like, uh, just interactions that you have with your friends while you're accomplishing something, yes. that's what Bungie does really well. And when they showed off some of those, like, um, in-between bits where, like, you're moving out of a single-player single um, experience into the multiplayer, like, a vast world, and there's, like, you know, you see, like, a group of people fighting a huge a vehicle or robot or whatever and you can join in on that i mean all that stuff just seems so like there's just going to be so many like differing experiences with destiny where you know you me and josh are walking across this desert wasteland and we have this adventure 
that no one else has. Uh, and that for me is just, I think that's pretty cool. I think sure. that's going to be an exciting. It's definitely um, possible. We'll platform. see. And let me clarify yeah. something. It will not be you, me and Josh, because Josh is not, <laughs> Josh is not buying a PlayStation unless we buy it for him and mail it to him. Well, you don't have to buy a PlayStation. You can buy it. I mean, if we get, you know, Xbox one, I was going to have destiny yeah, too. You lost Josh at buy. That's where that <laughs> that's is. <true. laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, so, and I don't, let's, uh, let's talk about a couple of the, of the big things. Let's talk about the, the kind Let's of talk the, about the price, the elephant of Xbox One. in yeah. the room, right? So, right. Sony was, in my opinion, from just a conference to conference comparison, Sony was was struggling a bit, mainly because it was they they spent a lot of time talking about you know the Vita, and I know you love Vita, but it's there's only like you and twelve people that care about the Vita. Well, that's just not true. I know it's going to have a great year. <laughs> and they didn't have even, a great year. Okay, but they didn't even really spend a lot of time talking about how the Vita interacts with the PS4. Right. You know, so I wish they would have done that. Then maybe at least I would have you know been a little bit more interested. But they started off with just a guy out there talking and blah blah blah, and they talked about Flickster and Sony Entertainment and all this other stuff. So it was kind of dragging for me. Sure, sure. But then they get to the whereas you know Microsoft I thought was just game, 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 great, 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 and then it gets <laughs> to the end and they announce um, you know the price, which you know at Microsoft's press conference you could hear an audible kind of disappointed oh. awe when they said yep. four ninety nine. Yep. Although it is fair, it is fair to say that four ninety nine is still cheaper than the than the PS three when it launched. Sure, um, and it comes with a built in Connect. Which are not a built-in connect, but it comes with a connect. And that was you... going to be that was going to be my point. And th- th- this is this is the reason why the Xbox One is so expensive. Microsoft is because you're forcing us to buy a connect. Sure, sure. And, I mean that that's the bottom line. PlayStation Four. And if you're looking side by side, PlayStation Four doesn't have a connect like. Sure. Thing. My, we bought a Connect, the the original Connect, and had sure. much fun, much much fun with it. But it was severely underpowered, and every single thing that I have been reading online about this new Connect, whether you like it or you hate it, yeah. is that it's a revolutionary piece of technology that is really super sensitive. You know, the original Connect, the resolution was like 640 by 480. It was really poor. Right. And it's been upgraded to full 1080p, so it's about seven times, you know, seven times better. You're not uh, making me feel better about this. No, show. no, I know, I know. <laughs> my my point is just that this is that I think that most people are looking or will look at this device as an investment that could be a part of your home entertainment ecosystem for the next, sure. you know, five or seven years. Okay? No doubt. No and doubt. And so if you look at what Xbox did with the 360 from the year that it launched until what it is now. It's one, crazy. It's crazy. Crazy! Microsoft yeah. is constantly updating and throwing a, in, throwing in new features and cool new things, and you know. I'm a cord cutter, okay. So I don't have cable, and I use my Xbox 360 downstairs as my complete entertainment sure. hub. Everything, sure. if I watch anything, it's through the 360. Sure, and you uh, have so HBO Go on your 360, which PlayStation doesn't have that deal yet. But right, you yeah. know. So yeah. my so right. my point is just that I think that most people that are not hardcore gamers will see this as they, the 4.99 price is where I'm trying to come back to. Sure. Yeah. No, I got. If I'm if I'm going to put this in my entertainment system for the next six seven years, and it's going to be the hub and it's going to be constantly updated with new features and new apps and new ways to interact with voice command i mean imagine chris three years from now what the voice command interactivity stuff can be i mean yeah. it's mind-blowing it's a little annoying right now i don't know if you have your connect 
connected at all times. I do. I do. So it's terrible right now. It's, it's not awful. even like, annoying. It's terrible. I'll be watching Hulu Plus and then all one of the characters in the show will say something and it will activate connect and start <laughs> <Right>. rewinding. <laughs> yeah. That is freaking annoying. Right. I and mean, they've and they've talked about fixing all of that with this yeah. new, with this new connect. And so, so for me as someone that I, I think that a lot of the PlayStation gamers have been poo-pooing the whole thing about well we want a game system and we want all this and I agree with that. I want DRM free yeah. stuff where you can actually yep. like trade in and sure. share games. Like, sure. So if, if, if right now I have, you know, many friends who come over and they say, hey, let's play this game. They bring a, a game over with the Xbox One. You will not be able to play that game. That's not true. Yes, it is. That's not. That's not how it works. Okay. Well, how how does it work? So, it, there is a lot. There's little misconception about that. So, Go ahead. so like in in the old days, being like you know last year, the olden days, <laughs> right? You okay. could you had to carry a game disc to your friend's house and right. all that stuff. With right. the Xbox One, you don't have to do that. You you log into your account on your friend's console, and it oh has gosh. automatic access to all of the games in your library. So remember that, like ju- Steam, Joker. Yeah, like Steam. I remember carrying back. Backpacks with just full of games and the and the console and all this stuff. Right. But from so then from any computer you can then log into your account and get it gives you access to your games or you can share a game from your personal game library because Xbox One has a built-in share feature. At that point, then your friend can play your game as long as you keep them on your shared list. The only restriction is that you both can't play it at the same time from two different locations. So yeah, in see, essence, in essence, it's it's not it's no different than Steam. And if I sure. so so Chris, if if I have a game, whatever it is, let's say Titanfall on my share list, and I want you to play it, I can add you to my share list, log in, you can play it. At your place, I just can't play it at my place at the same time. So it's right, this—it's right. the same kind of thing. So I understand, and I have a lot of friends, and I literally laughed out loud and clapped my hands. I mean, in my <laughs> bedroom, yeah. when Sony was like, "You can share," and then they had their little video with the guy. Here's how you Step share, one. and he just handed it to him. Right. It's impossible not to love that stuff, and it's impossible not to cheer and all that stuff. But here's the fact. That model is going away, kids. It's going away. Physical media is going away. All of this stuff is going away within a few years. And so you can hate Microsoft right now. They're just ahead of the curve with where this is going anyway. And that's just a, I believe that's just a fact. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with that fact. And I'm, I'm being a little bit silly when I say that because I am, I am one of the <clears throat> uh, proponent. I, I definitely want everything to be digital. I hate physical media in all forms, yeah. um, and and I, I do like what what Xbox is doing there, just kind of cutting the cord. It's almost a very Apple like thing to do, where yeah. they just say, you know what, forget it. No, we're going to define the, the experience how yeah. we want you to have it. Yeah, exactly. And I think PlayStation Four is going to um, have a little bit of growing pain because if 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 they do both, they're going to have to control both, and it's going to be an interesting. Um, I don't know for them to try and get the. Um, the backbone of being able to, like you said, digitally share games, uh, the expectation there that Microsoft is going to set that I'm able to you know, share a game or at least kind of log in and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Very much is something that Microsoft has figured out that PlayStation yeah. has yet to even come close to, in my opinion. So, I agree. And I, and yeah. you talked about it earlier, but I, you know, people are kind of hammering Microsoft right now, but I think the fact that they are going to, I think what they're doing right now to leverage the power of the cloud, they are <laughs> just scratching the surface of what right. they will do. And so I think that they're going to be able to start creating experiences um, that Sony will not be able to replicate until no, they also make the switch because they're going to have to. 
But Sony has talked about that they do have very similar capability to what the Xbox has with that the cloud-based computing. And and, and the only way that you can plug in, because I don't know if you've read any of the articles, if, if you are a PlayStation Plus member, then you will be able to tie into those particular aspects. Sure, and so of, let's talk about that because the Sony yeah. fanboys, and I have lots of friends that are, yes. that has been their rallying cry for day one is, we get the PSN for free, and now yeah. they're not. And now well, I've not. had I've had PlayStation Plus for almost a year now. In fact, I think I just renewed it. Um, and PlayStation Plus is fantastic because not only do you get better um, uh, with all of their networking capabilities and all that stuff, but you also get free games. Sure, um, they come along, and, and, and Microsoft what, what, is doing that too. Finally. Exactly. I was to say everybody they're coming up to being to, to, to parity now, where now Microsoft is saying two free games every month, which is fantastic for sure. Xbox. So that so your gold membership just got more valuable. Absolutely. If you're an Xbox and, Live And my, my point with PlayStation is just that it's no longer, that, that lead story kind of got buried. It was like, what used to be free is now 60 bucks. Because it also, my understanding is on the PS4, to even play competitive online, you're going to have to have a Plus account. No, you don't. You're you sure? Don't. I'm sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll look again just to confirm, but I'm, I'm, I just remember watching a, uh, a show last night where you can, I'm sorry, it, it was up to the developer. I remember Sony saying that now. It's up to the developer depending upon what kind of an experience you want them to have. Because again, like I said, PlayStation but, Plus gives broadband. Um, sure. Uh, what do you call it? But isn't uh, that kind of a kind priority. of a crapshoot there? If you're yeah. you're going to have to wait and see Stupid. what game you buy, if you can play online look, for free look, or whatever. If, if you own a PlayStation Four or you own an Xbox One, you need to be a member of their priority online sure. access. Okay, that that that's just I, I don't think. For me, that's almost a, a given. I'm, I'm expecting to pay fifty bucks a month. It's the best year. sixty bucks I spend a year for Xbox. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, I get so it's much no value from that. It's a no brainer because obviously with Xbox Gold too, you don't have access to any of the other uh, apps. Like you can't watch HBO Go or Netflix or right. Hulu Plus. You have to be an Xbox Gold member, Xbox Live Gold member, in order to access all that stuff. And Sony is going to be a little bit different there. They're going to be um, there's going to be these little confusing points where why, why can't I access that? Oh, but I can't access that uh, for a little while until they do their land in the sand type thing and just say, you know what, screw this. Everybody has to be PlayStation Plus if you want to access online material. And yeah. I think that's I, I think that's and I let, think that's a given. It's not a big deal. Sure. And let's let's talk about that for a little bit and we'll we'll sure. wind up here. We're getting on getting a little uh, Way too far. long. But that's okay. I mean we, we love this stuff. So Absolutely. I, I I am definitely of the opinion and I know you agree with me, although there seems to be a lot of hate on on Microsoft for this right now. Is that I think television matters, you know? Oh, it does. I, I think all of this stuff that people are like, we don't care. Show us more games. That's you know, I think that that the average person doesn't care about games like we do. They care about their entertainment experience. And what I think, well, I think, I, 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 but again, I think the reason why the Xbox 360 has went so well is because it was very well selling, and then they added on these things to it sure. to give it more value. And of then course. I don't know many people who, I mean, do you know anyone who has bought an Xbox 360 just oh, no, for no, no, I understand, I understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying that they, the people that buy it will never play a game. Okay. I'm just saying that the Xbox has sold so well across yeah. a broad spectrum. I think they're, especially as the new functionality becomes built in and Xbox, uh, Microsoft, I should say, really shows its commitment to making this the center of the entertainment experience. I think that initially PlayStation, because their price at three ninety nine, I mean, I was shocked 
when they said it's three ninety nine. Yeah. I was that's awesome. Literally shocked. It's a hundred dollars less. Because yeah, again, dude, I know you. You walk in as an average consumer. So let me just ask you this, Chad. All of that aside, you're walking in. You are, let's just say, you're a mom sure. buying your kid a console for for Christmas, sure. right? And your kid's trying to get you to buy one or the other. And your mom says, okay, brass tacks. All right, what games can you play on PlayStation 4? Okay, what games can you play on Xbox One? Sure. One is $100 more expensive, which means Absolutely. you can get you know, one game plus several downloadable titles as well. Sure, sure. So which he, one are you going to pick? Here's the deal. I think that at launch, uh, and probably for the first six months, eight months, PlayStation will outsell Xbox probably two to one. I think. I think it. I, I think it's sixty three percent right now more uh, pre orders for okay. PS four. Sure, and and that's going to be based solely, you know, not solely, but a lot of that's going to have to do with price and the and the way that they let you Absolutely. still interact. But but my point is that over the long haul, number one. Microsoft is going to drop that price a hundred bucks. You can count on it. It's going I to. Say, I, I thought it was going to happen. Yeah. I, I mean, it it's, like, hey, we're just joking, guys. Right. Hey, guys. Haha. Ha, yeah. No, that's going to happen. But number no two, well, number. So that, hang, hang on. I'm sorry. You, you say that, no doubt. Okay. So, aren't you going to be a little ticked off no. though if you buy an Xbox One at four ninety nine? And then six months no. later, they drop it. You're not going to be no, off? because I'm going to have first of all, because if they do it that soon, historic. Okay, but historically, they have proven that if they do it that soon, they typically give you some kind of something on the back end, like a game or a sixty dollar credit or whatever. But that's not my my bigger. I would be. I think the games that I want to play right now. I'm going to have six months worth of playing those games, those experiences, <laughs> you know, whatever. Of course, sure. I'm going to, you know. You're going to be like, well, yeah, I wish they, I wish they would have dropped it before. But it, the hundred dollars, I guess my point is, if if the Xbox was you know three ninety nine, yeah. and didn't come with a Connect, yeah. I would buy a Connect. I would. Okay, but but so, I'm saying, but don't so, you think though it would sell better and people would have less of a problem if you could not plug that Connect in? Yes, like I, I feel like the, I agree. The, but Chris, listen, yeah. you as big as a hardcore Apple guy is, you should appreciate this because I literally think that they're just doing what Apple does. They are saying, in order for you to get the best experience, as we define the best experience, you have to have this Connect. So yeah. you're going to have to buy it if you want to use it. I'm okay with that because. I live and, you know, we all live in the world where, you know, there are companies that say, you tell us what you want and you tell us. And then there are other companies that tell you what you want. And so I think that the experience that's going to be that is going to happen over the next three, four years in relation to the media center capabilities and the connect are going to be the future. It's going to be Star Trek in my living room and I'm ready for it. The connect is going to be the future of of the Xbox One in the next two or three years, the functionality that they're gonna the the, the opportunity for new kinds of gameplay. Yeah. I mean, that's gonna be crazy town. I'm just excited to experience. Whereas when I look at PlayStation, what I see is an undeniably powerful machine that's gonna crank out gorgeous graphics at 60 frames a second and and wonderful gameplay experiences. It's still at the end of the day for me. I would view that as a game box. Okay, so. Whereas with the Xbox, I want the media capabilities that are going to be built on top of it. You get everything with the Xbox. Yeah, you get both. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So brass tacks down to it. You have to choose right now what console are you getting. (sighs) 
See, I don't know. <laughs> Xbox, Xbox One, Xbox One, <laughs> Xbox One. Yeah, so it's you think, Xbox One. So, in your opinion, Microsoft won E3. You think? No, when you look at it? no, no, no. no. I, in my opinion, if if Microsoft had the same old school functionality that PlayStation has, as far as you know, sharing your games, or at least the physical media, of, or the option, at least the option of it, right? Then I think they win hands down. I thought yeah. their game lineup was way more exciting, and just as for me personally, and everybody has their their opinions. Sure. PlayStation, I thought, was getting crushed, and then they came out and said, "You can share your games. It's three ninety nine. Boom, boom, boom." They found their sense of humor, and they started. You know, at that point, Sony wins. E3 game over. I mean, there's it's not even a question. But and for, then the price, of course, because of the price, three ninety nine. But for me, as which one am I going to get? I still get more of what I want on the Xbox than I do on the PlayStation because, and I don't I don't buy into this thing that the PlayStation One or the Xbox One is not going to have uh, before gamers because their game lineup looks fantastic. So, you know, yeah, we'll see. What about you? Well, I if think you had to pick one. I'm going to definitely go with uh, the Wii U. I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> I think they kick some major. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, I think initially I will buy uh, the Xbox One. Uh, and you'll I, I really, I really, I, I mean, let's be honest. Like I said, Microsoft is my. I, I turn that machine on every single day. It is. It is not just a gaming machine for me. It is sure. a media like you said media hub it is my my living room it doesn't work without that and so it's going to be a big upgrade for my for my you know my living room which would be great sure and of course eventually i'd see it in the next six months maybe a year i'll buy the ps4 and and kind of catch up on the games that i've missed there yeah um, but like i said for the for the most part it's going to be you know they're, they're they're both pretty much in parity with one another so they that are. you know you're not going to miss too much and so just because unless unless PlayStation 4 comes out with a killer app, a killer game that I just cannot live without. Um, it'll probably be you know a year, year and a half before I buy the PS4. But I think the Xbox One will be a holiday purchase for me. I agree. Day. I think I'm Xbox One holiday, and then the yeah. next price drop yeah. for PS4, yeah. then I'll jump in. I, I think I agree, and, and and you know I I really do agree with you, and I think that you're right that the PS4 definitely won the show. Yeah. It definitely won like the hearts and minds no of doubt, people. Of the gamers. But I think when, yep. you, when you begin to look down how I use the consoles, when you, me personally, I'm not saying this is everybody, but how I personally use these consoles, Xbox still is the king of the hill when it comes to those things. And especially, and I think that's something we haven't really talked about, and maybe a little bit in kind of in the peripheral of, uh, in the, uh, the outside of, but the fact that they have, um, the Xbox Live multiplayer yeah. um, down. Like it's, the Xbox it's Live wonderful. service yeah. is so good. It's so easy. And PlayStation Network never is. It's yeah. always a little bit more of a struggle, a little bit more difficult to kind of figure out how things are going to work. And so I still think if you want smooth sailing, um, you know, really great media component. Uh, great, you know, gaming experience. Xbox One, I think, is going to be the best, uh, the best experience, the best choice for you. Yeah, even it, though it's a hundred dollars more. It's the so. Apple model. It's like you want it to just work, and you pay yeah. a little more for it. So and somehow it's a Microsoft product. There you but. go. There you go. <laughs> well, cool, Chris. This was fun, guys. We yep. hope that you have uh, enjoyed our first little bonus episode. If you want to hear more about uh, things related to your screens, just let us know. <laughs> See you later, guys. And that's a wrap. 
You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.